Happy New Year. So yes, here we are at another year. And I don't know, I looked back at 2020 and 2021, and honestly, I just feel like they were just two years mushed into one, someone's nodding their head, yes, and it just, it, it seemed like never ending. Never, never ending. But I have to say, you all know me. I'm a happy, cheery, positive person. There was beauty amidst what seemed to be the absolute longest two years we've ever had. After many, many years, my family and I got to take a short vacation together. And when I say many, I'm talking like 10 years plus. We got to enjoy some time together, make some memories. My daughter, Juliet, got to go back to school finally. And she even started playing high school sports, which was one of her goals and something she loves to do. And for me especially, as I reflected back on 2021 and 2020, I realized that my focus had changed. We as a family and me personally were able to somewhat change our focus. We were refocusing the lens of life and we're beginning to appreciate the beauty that is out there in this world. Now every year for, I don't know, maybe the past three or four years, I pray and ask God to put a word and a scripture on my heart so that throughout the year, I can reflect back and say, okay, God, you put this word in this scripture. Help me to remember this, help me to do this. It helps me align and focus my heart on where God wants me and what he wants me doing. This year, the verse that keeps coming to me personally is Matthew 6, and it's from the message. Your eyes are windows into your body. If you open your eyes wide in wonder and belief, your body fills up with light. The word that God also put on my heart for this year is growth. So much of our life is about perspective. What we are focused on, what our heart is yearning for, what we're looking at. Now, I'm not saying that it's always sunshine and roses. But if we open our eyes in wonder and belief, our body fills up with light. Now, I don't know about you, but I know in 2022, I want to be filled to the rim and overflowing with God's wonder and with God's light. So as I was preparing the sermon and I was looking through some of my things, these thoughts and these questions came to me and I asked this question to all of us 
today. What is our focus? What are we choosing to see? Where are we choosing to focus? Pray with me. Lord God, thank you for the opportunity to study your word and to grow closer to you, Lord God. Lord, I pray that you would open our hearts, open our minds, and fill us this day. Speak to us, change us, move us, Lord. And Lord, I pray that it not be my words, but your words through me. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, I kind of like Peter, the more I got to learn about him. Peter is um, a very impulsive person. He likes to leap and then think. And I kind of tend to relate to that, being the ADHD person that I am, even at 44. I tend to jump and then go, oh, wait, what was I doing? What happened? So I kind of get Peter here a bit. Today's scripture reading from Matthew, we read that Jesus had a really important lesson for his disciples. And there are three major points in this short little story here for each and every one of us, not just the disciples as they were out there on the Sea of Galilee that night. This is chock full of some stuff for us today. And that's what we're going to look like, look at. So we read that Jesus is tired. He's been trying to get some time alone to pray. Before this, he had just learned that John the Baptist had died. And he just wanted to pray and be alone and mourn the sad, sad event. But you see, his popularity had been rising. The crowds were determined to find him. And when they found him that day, despite how he was feeling, Jesus, he had compassion on them. His lessons started to go long, and the people then needed food. Here we go to the story of Jesus feeding the 5,000. Rather than sending the people away, Jesus miraculously provides a full meal from just a few portions of food. After this is all over, Jesus sends his disciples on while he himself takes care of sending the crowd home. Finally, the crowd is gone, and he gets time to pray by himself. He has sent the disciples into the boat to go on ahead of him. And he says, okay, finally, finally I've got this time to be quiet and be alone. Anybody ever feel like that after having a house full of family over or friends or people? And you kind of go, finally, I can be alone. He's able to pour his heart out to his heavenly father. And it seems to go on for a lengthy period of time. But then 
the next thing we see is Jesus and the disciples together again. So we read in verse 25, during the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. Now let's understand that the fourth watch is the hours of between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. So these disciples are out on the boat, doing their thing, trying to keep the boat on course, wondering how Jesus is going to get back there. They're tired. They've been serving people all day. And it's 3, 3 to 6 a.m. And Jesus starts walking out to them on a lake. One of the disciples sees him, and they're terrified. They're like, oh my gosh, it's a ghost. They're not sure what's exactly happening. They just see this figure out in the middle of the ocean. And they realize it's not something, but someone out there. I would think the initial reaction is fear because they do not know who or what they see out there. But Jesus comes along and he says, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. There's those three words again. Don't be afraid. Take courage. It is I. Jesus is here taking their fears and refocusing their faith. Jesus is saying, hey, hey, calm down. It's okay. I'm here. Focus on me. Relax. Last night, my girlfriend called to tell me, hey, I just took a COVID test. I said, okay. She hadn't been feeling well. She went for a test, and because of the way things are in the world right now, unfortunately, she hasn't heard back, but to go back to work, she needs to have proof that she's okay. So she comes and she calls me and she said, I just took it. I'm not even two minutes in and this thing is, it's singing red. It is two bright red lines here. Guess what? I have COVID. I said, okay. She's crying. The fear comes out. I've got COVID. What does this mean? What am I gonna do? Oh my goodness. And I said to her, it's okay. Tears are good. They're a release of the fears and the worries. But remember, God is greater. God is bigger than all of this. God is saying to her through the scriptures and through prayers now, don't be afraid. He's out there telling her, I'm here, I've got you. Just like he told those disciples. And then comes along Peter. Lord, Lord, if it is you, tell me to come out on the water. Sounds something like maybe some of us would do. Dude, that's cool. I want to try it too. Can I, call me out. Call me out. Let me do it. And what does Jesus say? Jesus says, come. Peter comes out of the boat. I see him crawling out, you know, like, all right, here we go. Put my toe in. 
all right, I'm there, checking it out, here we go. And he starts walking, as if he's on firm ground. But then all of a sudden, reality hits. And he says, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Two seconds ago, he's out there and he's like, okay, I see you, Jesus. I'm focused on you and I'm walking on this water. And now all of a sudden he hears the wind, the water might have rippled, and he's going, whoop, hold up. What am I doing? Why am I out here? I'm not going to be able to do this. How many of you have walked on the balance beam? Right? And you're like, oh, this is easy. And the next thing you know, you might be on your tushy. I know I've done that. I've done it many more times than I'd like to admit that I've gone, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, hold up. What am I doing? Where am I saying I'm going? It has taken me way longer in my path to pastorship, I guess you could say, because there were so many times where I was like, all right, Jesus, I see you. I'm walking with you. We've got this. And then all of a sudden I go, change? I might have to move. We might have to do something different and uncomfortable. Oh, no. I like comfortable. I'm going back over here. Peter lost focus. He was standing on the water in the middle of the Sea of Galilee, in the middle of a storm. And said, what? am I doing? Why am I here? I'm going to get hurt. I'm going to drown. These waves are too much. The wind is too strong. He began to sink. Sound familiar? All the unknown variables of life situations, doubts, fears, pride that gets in our way, things that we think we can only rely on ourselves to save ourselves. We focus on problems and the murkiness of life instead of the great Lord and Savior who stands before us, who is greater and bigger than it all. Sound familiar? It does to me. Peter cries out to Jesus, and he says, Lord, save me. And what happens? Jesus is right there with that hand, saying, come on, buddy, I got you. Don't worry about it. Jesus didn't let Peter drown, nor did he even let him suffer a little bit. Jesus immediately reached out his hand, caught Peter, but then he says to him, why did you doubt? Just a couple minutes ago, they were watching Jesus walk across water, saying, don't worry, do not fear, it's I, don't be afraid. And in faith, Peter jumps out of that boat, is focused on Jesus. But then in that one split second, he forgets 
what just happened. And he focuses on the stuff around him. And he says, oh, no. And he starts to drown. How many times have we tried to rely on our own strength, on our own self, to take care of things? I was going through something personally at home, and I just sat there, and I kept trying to fix it. I kept trying to take care of things. I kept doctor's appointments, therapists, everything I could think to do to fix this problem at home. It's hard to watch your kids struggle, but it's even harder to take that problem and put it in God's hands and say, I can't do it. But when you do that, when you walk on that water and you are focused on God, you'll see things change. I've never prayed, well, maybe once or twice other time in my life, as hard as I did in a school parking lot. Listening to a song that says, God can change it. God, turn it around. And God did turn it around. Because God is always there. Just as he's there for Peter, he is there for us with his hand outstretched. And he's saying, I'm here. Don't doubt. I'm here. Why did you doubt? Peter started to sink because he took his eyes off Jesus and he focused on the wind and the things around him. Peter, who had been with Jesus all along, who had seen him perform miracles, who had just watched him walk on water, got thrown off by everything that was happening all around him. But then he cries out, Lord, save me. And Jesus is right there. Friends, if we're at a point before 2022 where we're looking back and we're looking around us sitting here today going, where is everybody? I've seen nothing but rain and gray skies for days. I feel like there is no happiness left. I turn on the TV and it's nothing but negative. I look on Facebook and it's nothing but negative. Friends, turn it off. Reach out for Jesus because his hand is right there to take it. We're going to have hurt. We're going to have pain. We're going to have trials. But you know what? If we're focused and we have that hand with us, we're not going to sink. We might feel like we're paddling and we're dropping a little, but that's okay because Jesus is right there to hold us up. Even when we lose focus, when the storms of life hit, Jesus is always there with an outstretched arm. Maybe you know someone who's going through something. 
All it takes is an outstretched arm to be the hands and feet of Jesus while we walk this earth, to love intentionally. As Jesus pulls, up, pulls us up, we're reminded that while we may lose focus, he has not. Jesus is faithful in his love and the covenant-keeping God. Jesus is faithful in his ability to protect as the one who has all power to work all things for our good. Jesus is faithful in his forgiveness, in his grace, in his love, and in his mercy because he paid for all of our sins on that cross that day. Even our doubts and our distractions are no more than a distant memory. Yes. So I ask you again, folks, where is your focus? What are you choosing to see? Are we looking for the beauty amid the mess? Where are we choosing to focus? Do we have problems weighing us down? Focus on Jesus. Are you worried about the future? Focus on Jesus. My prayer for 2022 is that you all may find ways to draw closer to Christ, to get to know who God truly, truly is. Stick post-it notes around your house, around your car, to remind you of God's great promises and his love for you. Set some time alone each day with Christ Hey, I get it. It's hard. Life is busy. Schedules are hectic. But even if it's in the bathroom, Jesus, don't mind. Find that focus in his word. Find that focus in your day. God has unending love for each and every one of us, no matter what. And it's our job to remember that, to focus on that, and then go out into this world and bring hope to what sometimes seems a very dark and murky world. I pray that the Lord help keep our focus on him today, tomorrow, and forevermore. Amen.